weekend over at the uh, Cooperator Center. 32 teams set out to make uh, the A-Final in the George Watson Under-11 Classic, and uh, Lethbridge came to town. They won it all. They beat Winnipeg. But I do want to congratulate the Seaside Champs, the Regina Capitals, who beat Saskatoon. Fun tournament. 32 teams. Great turnout. Uh, lots of good economic spinoff from all our visitors. We uh, hope you had a good time here in Regina. And here we are this morning with uh, even more uh, people coming to the Queen City because of what's going on. Where's the beef? Yeah, right here in Regina, the Saskatchewan Beef Industry is coming to Regina for the Beef Conference. And uh, here to help explain what the industry benefits from this sort of gathering is Grant McClellan from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Grant, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks, Greg. How are you? I'm well, thank you, my friend. Let's start with who is uh, all coming to the conference and why. Yeah, so we have producers from uh, across the province, of course, uh, that come. Uh, we have, for instance, Tim McMillan is one of the speakers the Wednesday there uh, to discuss some of the uh, same situations that happen in the oil and gas sector that uh, you should be aware of in the agriculture sector. Uh, we also have some uh, vets coming in to have some discussion about uh, what FMD and preparedness looks like and a number of other things, including our researchers at the U of S and other organizations that uh, we fund some of their research projects and what they're kind of working on. So clearly, Grad, it's an opportunity for uh, those in the industry to, to share ideas and learn and innovate. What is some of the innovation you, you can share with us this morning that might sound uh, interesting to those of us who sit at the table and eat thanks to our farmers? I mean, part of it is uh, just basic uh, work in terms of what's kind of getting into nerdy stuff, but what types of forages are going to be the best uh, new innovative ways for you to increase your efficiency in feeding your animals, uh, increasing your efficiency in the reproductive rate of, of your cattle so that you're making sure that you're getting bang for your buck when you're spending a lot of money on bulls or the discharge of bulls. And uh, a number of other things, we've got a trade show as well, so there's opportunity for uh, producers to get in touch with uh, some of the companies that work within those spheres, but also it's just an opportunity for cattle producers to get together as well. Uh, I know agribition wasn't out long ago, but it's always good for uh, producers to get together and share their ideas and what they're working on. Grant McClellan's my guest here on behalf of the Saskatchewan Beef Conference on this weekend. What sort of hurdles does the Saskatchewan beef industry struggle with? I mean, right now, the biggest hurdles have been weather. We know that drought has been a huge concern over the past number of years. Uh, prices have been better in uh, the last little bit here, the last year. But, of course, the cost of inputs, uh, fertilizer, fuel, and other pieces have, have been going up as well, eating into those margins. Certainly, the biggest challenges have been moisture. How healthy is our beef industry, then? Do you feel that uh, Saskatchewan beef industry is, is growing, or do we need more? We know that uh, our industry the number of cattle will be dropping, probably significantly year over year. Uh, we saw a significant drop in 2021 when there was another substantial drought. But uh, we know that there is a lot of animals moving to market uh, or moved to market in the last uh, few months in the fall run there. Um, so we'll be uh, poised for growth, I suppose uh, we can say, in the next little bit. But certainly uh, for the next year or two, we anticipate contraction in that, uh, in that area. 
What do you notice your consumers are demanding of the Saskatchewan beef industry? I mean, consumers expect a high-quality product coming from our producers, and and our producers are happy to deliver it and have been doing so uh, for the last number of years. And and one of the things that we can also point to is uh, the efficiencies and innovation that has occurred in the genetic uh, growth in this province and in this country is our animals have become more efficient at uh, packing on pounds and taking in less feed, which means lower emissions. In fact, we've seen a reduction in uh, methane emissions by 15% over the last uh, 20 or 30 years here, just based on the fact that cows are better at eating and uh, putting on pounds with, uh, with less food. Interesting. Graham McClellan from uh, the Saskatchewan Beef Conference. On this week, the beef industry is coming to Regina over the Delta. What's happening at a cattle ranch this time of the year? I imagine calving season is near, right? Calving season is uh, around the corner for sure. Right now, most folks uh, have been dealing with that cold snap that we had, making sure their animals are warm and, and well-fed. Uh, but yeah, calving is, uh, for some folks, has started, but most uh, most folks, it'll be starting in a little bit here. All right, Grant. I appreciate the update. I wish you all the best. I hope a lot of great innovation comes together. And uh Hey, you don't have any problem asking me if I want Saskatchewan beef. I'm there for it. Thank you so much. We appreciate that, Greg. Thanks very much. Yeah, teachers are back on the picket lines today. It's their second one-day strike in two weeks. And uh, if you have kids, you've likely noticed... Uh, your kid's teacher has been busy putting grades on EDSPE before they went on strike today. You can add that to the list of way teachers go above and beyond. But uh, I think uh, with this strike here today, uh, the teachers probably on the picket line appreciate that it's a little milder here. Joining me is Kevin Martell from the 980 uh, CJAMI newsroom. Second strike in as many weeks, Greg, which, you know, you have to ask the question after today, what else may teachers be planning? I mean, parents like to plan ahead. And if we've seen one-day strikes each of the last couple weeks here, what do we have in the future? Well, we heard uh, the Premier on uh, the Evan Bray show late last week, and we've over and over heard them say, uh, we're not going, we're, we're here at the table, but, yeah. you know, the teachers say, yeah, but that's not really true. They just go back and forth. Something's got to give, and I think it is going to uh, continue the strike action here. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have a, a we don't have a sense at all of, of them actually getting together and talking at all. You keep hearing what you just kind of mentioned. One side seems to be willing to get back to the table and that each of the two sides are kind of saying that, but we're not seeing them at the table. You uh, were journeying off to Saskatoon briefly over the weekend. And uh, who has more snow right now? Or, or how did the roads look? And what about from here to there? Yes. What's the feeling on the snowfall? Well, the highways yesterday, um, driving back, we're pretty good overall. It seems like they have a little bit more snow than we do. At least some of their side streets I'm driving around, I'm thinking like, man, it's really caked on here. You know, it's at the point where it's like just embedded in the road where you can't even get rid of it anymore. It's just it's just kind of there, and it just seems like that's – I feel like we're better here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, of course we are. Not a whole lot better, <laughs> but a little bit better. Now, I know uh, you don't need me to, but I will anyhow – I'll point out the Oilers made history again on the weekend, right? <laughs> Did you want to tell everyone what happened? Greg, do you want me or do you want to boast 13 about it? 13 in a row. 
Canadian record here for a Canadian yeah. franchise. Good on them. Good on them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't hate the Oilers. I, know I like I like joking about them with you. But well, the, the Jets the are still ahead of them so. right now, so you have that as a Jets fan. Right? And Corey Perry just yes. apparently signed with the Oilers. They'll make it official later today. Corey Perry, after unacceptable conduct with the Blackhawks, we never did really get any good insight into what exactly that was, but it was bad enough the Blackhawks said, bye, yeah. and now the Oilers are saying welcome. Well, and uh, apparently the Leafs were really in on this one here, too. Uh, but the Oilers end up uh, with uh, Corey Perry, who apparently a lot of Edmonton uh, uh, sports journalists were reporting that uh, he's been keeping uh, in top shape and he's been on the ice ever since leaving the Blackhawks. Good veteran guy to have on that oh, squad, Greg. He's this the, is, this he's is the this... worst pest ever in the playoffs, right? This is, uh, what, the recipe for a Stanley Cup now for yes, the Oilers? Yes, Just yes. to get Corey Perry? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Well, he adds. He adds. But the but the Oilers, I got to tell you, this is interesting. Not only are they trying to break the uh, record of 17 wins in a row, yeah. which I don't know that they will. Like, they got Columbus. Oh, then the Blackhawks. If Corey Perry is in the <laughs> Line up Thursday. That'll be strange. <laughs> right away. So yeah, to to get to seventeen, they got to beat Columbus, then the Hawks, then the Penguins, and that seventeenth game is Las Vegas. Oh, I was hoping it would be Pittsburgh because exactly that's reverse Pittsburgh. it. Yeah, that's Pittsburgh. Yeah, would be record. interesting yeah. for sure. Uh, what else is coming up here on the top of the hour, Kevin? Yeah, so we're talking about obviously uh, the weather is going to be a big one. We talked about uh, roads in Saskatoon and Regina. Who has more snow? We're getting a little bit more snow today, and then yes. If the forecast holds plus temps yes. by the weekend, can you imagine that, Greg, at this time of year? We're pretty well in February, and we could be seeing plus temps, so the, that's big uh, coming up. Yeah, I'll have my shirt off uh, on a warm beach. <laughs> that's right. You're gone. You want to be here. <laughs> and, and don't let that imagery upset your breakfast this morning. But uh, speaking of shirts off, how about Travis Kelsey's brother Jason oh, at the yeah. Bills game last night? Great. Wasn't great. that? There he was in the, the box with, of course, Taylor Swift, because every time Kelsey touches the ball, they do the shot of Taylor Swift. And behind you see this shirtless bearded guy. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. He's oh, he retired. Was he, he jumped now, into the so. stands off the suite a couple of times. <laughs> and Zach Caleras of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, his buddy, was also in the suite with Taylor Swift. They're having a good not. time. 658. It was kind of nice pulling up to work today and uh, thinking, okay, don't even have to plug in. It is definitely going to warm up this week. Single-digit highs are on the way, breaking the plus barrier by the weekend. One, maybe two above by the end of the week. And weather experts forecasting an above normal February as well. But at least uh, for the sake of our uh, farmers who are looking for moisture and to save some topsoil, uh, a little more snow fell overnight. Not a lot, but there is some to brush off the vehicle this morning. But uh, I don't see any major dump of snowfall coming either this week as it warms up too. Uh, today marks the start of the second week of the inquest into the killings on the James Smith Cree Nation and in Weldon. And senior reporter Lisa Schick is in Belfort and joins me now. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Well, before we look at what is to come this week, we last spoke, uh, you and I, on Friday morning prior to the criminal investigative psychologist who spoke about Miles Sanderson's state of mind. So um, what did uh, the psychologist say? 
you know, the psychologist, um, obviously, he wasn't able to actually talk to Miles Sanderson. Uh, Miles Sanderson had died in custody shortly after he was arrested. But, you know, he, he read everything that had been done uh, into Miles's psychology in jail. Uh, all of those reports, he went and he conducted interviews with a lot of people who knew him. And so he came up with some hypotheses about uh, who Miles was, what he might have suffered from. And he was talking about things like, you know, he showed a lot of traits of psychopathy. He had um, an intermittent explosive disorder, uh, an antisocial disorder, things like that, that he said kind of built up to what it was that he actually ended up doing. And he talked about things like he, he had a plan. Maybe it wasn't written down, but he had a plan. He had a mission that he wanted to go do. It, it, was, it almost uh, sounded like he, he had a list of people, too, didn't it? Yeah, there was um, a, a behavioral, uh, I guess, investigator who also spoke, and he said that this was a grievance-based mission, and he had taken all of the victims, everybody who had been attacked, and put them kind of into boxes, into categories, about, you know, this was a, a primary grievance that he had, whether it was had something to do with drugs, whether it had something to do with, you know, he just didn't like some people, something some might have had to do with, uh, he thought that person had something to do with the gang terror squad. And so there were grievances, there were some grievances they couldn't quite figure out, but there were people who Miles came across that day that he didn't attack. So it wasn't like he was just attacking people randomly and trying to, uh, as he said, raise the body count. Lisa Sheck from Melford. And what kind of things are we uh, set to hear this week then in week two? Well, today we're expecting to hear from the province, um, kind of how, what their reaction, what their response was like. So uh, what highway patrol officers did, what conservation officers might have done when they were called in to help because they were on scene at the initial response. Then later on this week, we're going to start hearing from uh, pathologists forensics, talking about the evidence, uh, some more detail into the uh, injuries that people had and things like, you know, the, the footmarks, the footprints that were on doors and what those tell us about what happened. And uh, if they are they hoping to wrap this up at the end of the week, Lisa, or do you know yet? I know we are expecting to go into next week, uh, probably at least Wednesday is what the schedule says. I mean, things could go a little quicker. What they had been doing last week is they were a little bit slower, but they did end up kind of keeping on schedule by the end of the week. So I'm expecting maybe Wednesday, Thursday next week. All right. Thank you very much for the update. Appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you. Seven twenty-two. Joining me now, Evan Bray, who was judge. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I, I want to know why you laugh stars. when you say that, Greg. Uh, gala, because uh, I've never seen you dance in my life. Well, listen, we had three judges. Okay. Okay. One of them, Richard Schwan, who won last year's event. Okay. okay so he's danced. Yeah. Another one, Kenzie Bergeron, who's with Blue Cross. 
And they were saying, you know, and she's a dancer. And she said, I don't know if I'd call myself a dancer. I mean, I had a short stint with the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. (laughs) (laughs) And you said. And I said, I danced to fishing in the dark at every Saskatchewan (laughs) wedding I go to. There you go. So uh, give us a lowdown on. uh, There was tons of people. They had over 600 people. 600 people at the Delta in Regina here. And uh, it was packed. And it was a great night. Boy, I'll tell you, those dancers did a very, very good job and jen dean who works you know next door to us here yeah jack 94.5 she ended up being our winner so the judges the judges went choice to went to jen now, what dean. is it because i jen had come to me a few weeks ago and said uh evan's going to be judging this how do i sway him and i said uh throw some jack daniels his way <laughs> there was no bribes there, there was, was no lots bribe? of jokes about bribes but no she i mean they all did a good job it's really tough actually picking yeah. you know i mean you're right in that i have zero qualifications so you go based on audience reaction but you know i will say Kenzie, who was one of the judges with some dancing experience, talked about how in sync they were with their dance steps, mm-hmm. Jen and her partner. And she Sydney. changed from boots to rollerblades. That's right. At one point, one she time. kicks off these platform boots, throws on some rollerblades, and Sydney nice. Klippenstein was her partner. They did a great job. Okay. Who else? A big fundraiser was Chad Engel, wasn't it? Yeah. Sass Power's Chad Engel. He did a great job. Um, absolutely. Like, I think $16,000 that he raised. And his dance was outstanding as well. Like just, just so it was got the crowd into it. In fact, he used some of the kids that live and are at Hope's home. He used them in videos throughout his dance nice. routine. I thought it was really well. And done. what about Phoebe? Yo, Phoebe did a hip hop routine and I was like into it. She was great. Had the hat on sideways, the shades. Uh, Phoebe, of course, basketball phenom in uh, at the University of Regina and uh, now works for SAS Polytech, but she did a great job. I mean, everyone did. There was a couple of doctors. There was a pharmacist. We had a, an array of different community leaders there. It was lots of fun. Nice. Well, I'm glad it was such a huge fundraiser for Hope's Home. And uh, you figured that uh, the final tally isn't in, but... Yeah, I think it's going to be around $150,000, I'm guessing. It's it's always been up and around that the last couple of years. And again, with a packed house this year, I'm guessing it'll be around there. 725 with Evan Bray. And while you were busy judging, I was busy informing you, keeping you up to date about your Islanders. I know. Hiring Patrick Wah I'm excited. I'm so excited i mean obviously i wasn't a necessarily a habs fan back in the patrick wad days but i like the passion he brings to coaching yeah and we've seen that with the ramparts uh he did a, a stint back a while ago with the avalanche in the nhl yeah and so yeah i'm excited to see where this is going to take us how uh how do you like the idea of the oilers making it official perhaps later this afternoon that they have got Corey perry for i don't know about deal? that greg I'm worried Why? it's a dis. Well, they're, they've won 13 straight. The most wins, the the longest winning streak of a Canadian NHL team. Is this a distraction they don't need? Well, I I don't think so. And yeah, you're right. So they're headed for 17. We hope the Oilers 17 would tie with uh, Pittsburgh, and maybe they'll go beyond that. But I don't think it's going to be a distraction. You know, many said that about Evander Kane. And he yeah, you're right. You're too. right. Corey he's, Perry, he's blended in quite well. We don't know what happened. He's uh, done. Hey, if it was really bad, the NHL would have said you're never coming back. Period. True. So whatever it was, uh, was you're the Oilers fan, Greg. I hey, would you not want that guy in the Stanley Cup run on your team? He's such a pest. He's won championships. He's such a pest. He's such a pest. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, it's a good move. 
Uh, and Leaf fans are complaining because they didn't get him because they were hoping that uh, they would too. But 726, what's on your show today? We've got STF President Samantha Beacott right oh, off the start. Oh, we have a strike today. Don't That's right, now. strike day today. Some are critical because, you know, for parts of the province, this was a, a TPD day. So the, the kids didn't even have school yeah. to begin with. So Not in Regina, no. Not in Regina, but in other places. So, yeah, there will be teachers back out on the picket lines. And I want to talk a little bit and get some clarification on what what are the actual numbers being asked for in terms of raises. There's lots of misnomers out there, so we'll get that settled okay. and a couple of other things. Okay, well, at least they won't be freezing like last no, week. weather's nicer Are today, you excited? Sure. What does this mild trend do for you? Beautiful. I love it. Did you do anything yesterday to get out and enjoy the great outdoors? No, well, went for a walk. Did I mean, just enjoying, like... To and from the car, going out and doing things, even even going just out driving to the to store. Work this morning was well, easier, just going wasn't? to the store seems nicer when it's not brutally cold. Well, and it's going to be plus temperatures by the end of the week. Uh, Evan Bray is back here at eight thirty. See Jamie News Time now is seven twenty seven.